Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. Good morning. I'm Takin Ho. I'm one of the seminary interns in this summer. My internship began in June, and today is my second last Sunday serving in San Marino Community Church. I would like to thank Reverend Jeff O'Grady and Reverend Jan Cook, who supervised me and uh, have supervisory section with me every week. And thank you, Marilyn, uh, Becca, uh, Bong, Lisa, and um, everyone who support me, teaching me, and encouraging me. Thank you, Peggy, Skip, and all the staff in the business office who have taught me many things about church administration. And thank you, Natalie, who shared with me a lot about um, children ministry. Um, I would like to also thank you, the Circle of Women and the Mandarin Bible Study Group. They allowed me to join them uh, learning and uh, join them the, the, for the discussion. My gratitude for the hospitality of the Hartfields. Uh, Mary and Randy, who welcomed me to stay with them and treat me as part of their family. Thank you, Allison and Eric, and I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity to learn here in SMCC. Thank you, all of you. Today's scripture reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome Jesus. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded any one of anything, I will pay them four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Pray with me if you would. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Have any of you been to a rock concert or pop music concert? I didn't have enough money for a live concert ticket when I was young. But I remembered my eldest brother got a video of Michael Jackson's live concert from his friend. 
We watched the video at home. It was fascinating. I saw fans were crying and screaming. In two minutes, seven people passed out. Some fans jumped up on the stage in the middle of the concert and ran to ran up on the stage to hug Michael Jackson. When fans see their most favorite artists on the stage, they will get too excited and do absurd things without caring much about their image nor personal safety. Today's scripture lesson tells us about the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. In verse three, it says Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. He was a rich man, probably enjoyed political power. Wealthy men at that time would not run in the street. Certainly, they would not climb a tree in the public. But Zacchaeus ran on ahead and climbed a tree in the public to catch sight of Jesus, without caring his own image nor personal safety. Zacchaeus was seeking to see Jesus. More than just trying, Zacchaeus desired to see Jesus. Zacchaeus was not a blind nor a paralyzed. He was not sick nor possessed by demons. He did not need Jesus to heal him physically or spiritually. He probably he probably lived a pretty good life. Why would he want to see Jesus? Maybe because Jesus was famous. In the previous chapters, the scripture says that many people followed Jesus and they were amazed by Jesus' healing power and his teaching. Or could it be because Jesus loved sitting among the tax collectors? The scripture also says Jesus ate and drank with the tax collectors. Since Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector, he probably wondered why Jesus loved to associate with people like him. More than that, Jesus called one of them to become his disciple. In chapter five, the scripture tells us that a tax collector named Levi. Was working, sitting at his tax booth while Jesus passed by. When Jesus saw Levi, he called Levi to follow him. Immediately, Levi got up and left everything, including his job. He followed Jesus. Now, would you imagine if you were the manager in the office? One day, a man passed by your office. Sees your assistant and says, "Come, follow me." And your assistant immediately gets up, leaves all the belongings and work without saying goodbye to you. Follow that man and gone. I'm not sure about you. If I were the manager, my response would be, "Wow, unbelievable! What's happening? Who's that guy?" Maybe out of curiosity, Zacchaeus wanted to know who this man called Jesus. Zacchaeus was a Jew, but he was being viewed as sinner and Gentile. 
He was despised by his own people, not because he was rich, but because he was a tax collector. Judea was a province under the Roman Empire at that time, but was ruled by a Jewish king called Herod Antipas. The Jews had to pay principal taxes, land taxes, religious taxes, and all sorts of indirect taxes and tolls. Their Jewish king would pay the Romans in advance the sum to be collected for the coming year. Then he subcontracted the right of collecting taxes to individual officials who were also Jews. Very often, the provinces of the empire were being exploited, while the life of the ordinary people was harsh. These tax collectors most likely pocketed some of the tax money and enriched themselves through tax collecting business. They represented and helped fund the evil occupying force over their own people. That was why they were being viewed as sinners. The Jewish people did not respect those tax collectors. They called them Gentiles or even traitors. Although tax collecting was a lucrative and politically important business at that time, not necessary, all the tax collectors were dishonest and greedy. In Luke chapter 3, the scripture said that many tax collectors were baptized by John the Baptist. They converted and they asked John the Baptist, what should they do after their conversion? They were taught not to collect more than the amount they were prescribed for. So, maybe Zacchaeus heard of Jesus' authority and the life-changing of other tax collectors. He was yearning for life-changing as well. He was seeking for a life beyond good that money cannot buy. When Jesus saw Zacchaeus, he called him by his name. He said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Imagine a young, huge NBA fan lining up for hours to get an autograph and snapshots with his favorite basketball player, like um, LeBron James. But after receiving the autograph, the basketball player says, hey, Zach, I want to visit you and meet your family. I will stay at your house tonight so that we could have conversation about basketball. What would you say? Well, I bet this young man would rush back home, clean his house, fix the guest bedroom, and ask his parents to help preparing a nice dinner to welcome his favorite basketball star. When Jesus invited himself to Zacchaeus' guest, uh, to be Zacchaeus' guest, Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus to his house. A life beyond good has already happened when Zacchaeus responded to Jesus' invitation. As the story goes, 
we know that Zacchaeus repented because he gave half of his possessions to the poor and willing to pay back four times the amount if he had cheated anybody out of anything. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Zacchaeus received salvation. What a happy ending. Some people conclude that this is just another Bible story telling us to give money to the poor and share what we have. Some even believe the Gospel of Luke is telling us that money and good work would buy us salvation. Notice that Jesus did not suggest Zacchaeus giving money to the poor, nor paying back the amount that he had defrauded, although paying back four times the amount he had cheated was the practice among the Jewish community at that time. The focus of the story is not about giving money to the poor. It is not about the numbers four times that Zacchaeus was willing to pay back. In fact, the story is not a road map of receiving God's salvation. Rather, the giving and paying back was meant to tell the readers that Zacchaeus was sincerely repented. On that day, Jesus' presence had completed Zacchaeus' life. He realized the abundance of life was not about how much money he had. On that day, Zacchaeus began to see the faces of the others. Good work followed because he was willing to reconnect and to reconcile with God and with his people through giving and paying back. On that day, Jesus acknowledged his effort of reconciliation. Jesus announced that day was the end of alienation between Zacchaeus and God. And on that day, Zacchaeus had entered a life beyond good. How joyful it is. Now, the focus of the story begins to shift. When the crowd saw Jesus go to this sinner's house, they grumbled. These grumbles reflected that these people did not understand the ministry of Jesus. But Jesus did not rebuke these people. For what they said was right. Zacchaeus was a sinner. But after Zacchaeus announced his plan of giving and paying back, Jesus said to him, quote, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. End quote. I have found Jesus' response was very, very interesting. The second half of verse 9, the subject of the sentence has changed. If Jesus was speaking to Zacchaeus, the subject would be you instead of he. The subject has changed from second person singular to third person singular. 
Instead of saying Zacchaeus, you are also a son of Abraham, Jesus said, he is also a son of Abraham. So what does it mean? In my opinion, it means that Jesus seemed speaking to Zacchaeus, but the final message was actually toward the people, the grumbled crowd. Those who were being treated as the outcast are now being included in God's salvation. The Lord has turned the table around and invite his people to draw a wider circle. For those who continued to grumble, they will soon be treated as outcasts. Allow me to paraphrase verse 9 and 10. It would be like this. Jesus announced to the people, saying, quote, Today, Zacchaeus has been saved, just like you all are saved by God. Because he is also a son of Abraham, just like you all are the sons of Abraham. Yes, Zacchaeus was a sinner, but he is saved and justified by God's grace. Because I, the Son of Man, word becomes flesh, has come to seek and save the outcasts, those who have strayed from the love of God, I bring them home. End quote. Friends, congratulations to you all. If you were the lost one, like Zacchaeus, congratulations. Jesus has invited himself to enter your heart today. Seek God. Open your heart and receive Jesus. For those of you who are the faithful ones who have been walking with Jesus humbly for the whole time, congratulations to you too. Jesus is inviting you to enjoy a life beyond good with everyone else. Today, all of us are invited, for Jesus says, Rejoice with me, for you were lost, but found, and saved by the power of God. Rejoice with me, for you have tasted the goodness of God and the grace of God. Rejoice with me, for you have reconciled with God and the people of God. Rejoice. The Lord has laid down his life and has prepared a life beyond good for us and for everyone else. Rejoice with the Lord, for your names will be written in heaven if you are willing to rejoice with everyone else. The Lord has decided to invite everyone to his banquet and share his abundance of life. The table has turned around. It is time for you to decide. Would you be willing to join? 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.